in the 30s, there are three teams that dominated the league. New York Giants, Green Bay Packers, and the Bears. And nobody could come close to us. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Who knows, maybe we come out running like wing T or something. Right on cue, Justin Fields to the end zone. With your host, the one and only, Kevin Powell. We're rolling and it's go time. Let's talk football. So it will be Andy Dalton starting in the Bears season finale at Minnesota, which is, you've heard me say plenty of times now, the Bears are tough to watch when Justin Fields is not on the field because he's the future and Andy Dalton's not going to be in Chicago with the Bears after this season. But Matt Nagy says it will be Dalton starting. Nick Foles will back him up. Fields in COVID protocol. Episode 27 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thank you for listening, and thank you for listening all year. This has been a fun uh, new project for me, so appreciate anybody who's taken the time to uh, tune in. Up to 27 episodes. Uh, on this uh, episode, you've heard him here before, Zach Pearson um, from BearReport.com will join me. We'll talk about the front office changes that we think will be coming. Although Brad Biggs of the Tribune says there's some buzz around the league that maybe Ryan Pace finds a way to stay with the Bears. Why would you do that? I have no clue. It wouldn't make any sense for the Chicago Bears to keep Ryan Pace in the front office. It would just be awkward. I don't know what sort of position you would put him in where it wouldn't be weird and awkward for a new general manager, a new head of football operations, all of that. There's no reason to keep Ryan Pace at this point. Had one winning season under Ryan Pace. It, it just hasn't worked out. It is interesting, though, that if Justin Fields works out and, and Ryan Pace is gone, like in five years of Fields as a stud, we think he can be back. Yeah, Ryan Pace drafted him, but it was a little too late. He also drafted Mitch Trubisky and signed Dalton and Mike Glennon and had some other tough moves. And Matt Nagy was never really able to figure out this offense about what he wanted to do, uh, why. I think there was a lot that went into it. I just don't think Matt Nagy's a great play caller. And whatever his system is, just never really landed in Chicago. The uh, The good news with the Bears, and I'm putting my Bears optimistic goggles on here heading into the offseason. There are a ton of question marks, and I'll get into some of it uh, with Zach coming up here. But I actually think if the Bears have somewhat of a productive, I guess it's kind of a broad way of putting it, but... I don't think the Bears are as far off from being a playoff team as some might think. And maybe it's because I feel really good about Justin Fields. But if you have a good quarterback, this is not breaking news in the NFL, your team's going to be good for the most part. And if you can build a system around a young quarterback, it can be a quick turnaround. This doesn't have to be a lengthy rebuild. I don't think so. Although they do have some pretty bad contracts that they're going to have to figure out and some aging core guys. As Akeem Hicks played his last game with the Bears, he was ruled out for Sunday's game at Minnesota with an ankle injury. So that game against the Giants might have been his last with the Bears, although maybe they find a way to bring him back on a reasonable reasonable contract. You're certainly not going to give him a big deal. He's had trouble staying on the field over the past couple seasons uh, due to injuries, and he he plays. He's a menace out there when he's healthy. We know what an impact Akeem Hicks can be for this Bears defense. I just don't know how much left he has and how much you want to risk financially in a guy who you don't know if if, if he's going to be able to stay on the field. But maybe if they can bring him back on a team friendly deal, maybe he'll be back as well. Robert Quinn, what a year he's had. Khalil Mack, Danny Trevathan, good is gone. Uh. So some decisions to be made for the Bears. We'll have plenty of time this offseason to break all that down. But look, 
I have no clue why the Bears would continue to keep Ryan Pace. It's time to turn the page, but who knows? Maybe the McCaskies just really like Ryan Pace. I think personally, I think Pace is gone. Nagy's a no-brainer. He's not coming back next year. Uh, How soon will we get all these answers? George and Ted, do they talk Monday, Tuesday? Let's not drag this out here. I don't think, like, what do you have to see Sunday to make a decision if you're the McCaskies or Ted Phillips? There's enough. There's a large enough body of work here from both Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy where they should know the direction they're headed. Who do you bring in? Well, Jim Harbaugh's name's been floated out there. I love the idea of Mike Tomlin of maybe like prying him away from the Steelers. That's just like me personally. Um, that seems like a pipe dream, but you know he's hasn't had a losing season with Pittsburgh. Maybe you give him the keys and be like, "Look, you're the head coach, and you get to make personnel decisions. We'll give you whatever you want." The dude does nothing but win. It would also be a breath of fresh air for Bears fans who would love Mike Tomlin. I'm sure many Bears fans already like Mike Tomlin because he just says it how it is. And you know, again, uh, not a shot at Mad Nagy here. Uh, I think he's a good guy. As I've said before, I just think he's a bad coach. Definitely a bad play caller. Uh, but Nagy says nothing. He just talks in circles and circles. Mike Tomlin tells it like it is. If his team's not playing well, he says they're not playing well. Um, that's just something, a name I've been thinking about. I don't know how they could possibly pry him from Pittsburgh or Sean Payton uh, from New Orleans. Both of those guys have been in the same spot for a long time. Would they want to move on? This is just me throwing ideas out there. Nothing, No reporting or anything I've seen. Um, and, and, of course, again, Jim Harbaugh's name has been mentioned as well. So uh, we'll see. But, again, uh, it's time to move on from Ryan Pace. It's time to move on from Matt Nagy. Justin Fields is not playing Sunday, so we'll still watch, right? The Bears are on. We watch. It's what we do. On to my conversation with Zach Pearson. Zach Pearson from BearReport.com joining me on the podcast. You've heard him before. Follow him on Twitter at Zach, Z-A-C-K underscore Pearson, and read his stuff again at BearReport.com. Zach, appreciate you jumping on. Let's jump right into it. There's some uh, Brad Biggs reporting that there's some buzz, some feelings around the NFL that maybe somehow Ryan Pace survives yet another season and is brought back next season. Um I, I think he's gone. I think Nagy's certainly gone. Do you think there's any way Ryan Pace is somehow back with the Bears after this year? Yeah, see, this is a tough one because there hasn't really been, um, you know, much out there in terms of national reports or even local reports on Ryan Pace until the past couple of days. And from what I've read and kind of gathered, it's like it, it could go either way, honestly. Um, I think he will be fired. I don't think he will be back. But I do see a scenario where they could bring him back. I think he very well could have convinced, you know, ownership and management that, hey, we have a really good roster. Um, look what I've done in, in the mid rounds of the draft. Um, you know, some free agent signings, and we have the young quarterback. And, and he very well could have done enough for, you know, George and, and Ted and all of them to say, okay, yeah, let's maybe bring him back or let's kind of bring him back in a different role and then get a, a, a another head coach in here and let's kind of do it all over again, but I, I go back and forth with it. I, I, you know, if you were to ask me this, let's say Monday, I probably would have said, yeah, he's for sure staying, or yeah, he's, I, I think he will stay more than likely. But now I'm just like, I'm 50-50, and it kind of changes for me every day because I, I just, you know, when um, they fired Phil Emery, you, you could kind of see it coming, you know, days away. With Ryan Pace, it's a totally different situation. There's really been nothing concrete out there yet. I think it's going to have to be a wait-and-see moment on Monday. Yeah, what of an uh, interesting pivot this would be for Ryan Pace's time with the Bears. Like, he's had 
nothing but swings and misses at the quarterback position all the way back from Glennon, Trubisky, Dalton signing didn't really make a whole lot of sense in hindsight. And, like, we're looking at a situation where the Bears could fire Ryan Pace and then, like, two or three years the Bears actually have a franchise quarterback in Justin Fields and we could all look back and be like, yeah, Ryan Pace drafted him. But, you know, like, it would be sort of this, like, dude, like, you missed on all of them. You you got Fields, but the team still isn't where it needs to be and now you're gone. And maybe that's the selling point he's giving the McCaskies, right? Like, hey, I know I missed, but I think we got something here with Justin Fields. Yeah, I, I think that is probably the route he's going. Um, you know, he, he's probably looking at them and saying, hey, look at this roster. And the first thing he's saying about this roster is, we have Justin Fields, who, who they love and they, they really think is their franchise quarterback. I I do think Matt Nagy was probably more of the guy to give credit to with Justin Fields in terms of drafting him. Um, I, I think Matt Nagy really loves what Justin Fields you know, did at his pro day and loved watching him. And he's kind of got the connection to Ohio State. I believe him and Ryan Day are, are friends. So I would probably give more of the credit to Matt Nagy. But, I mean, that doesn't mean that, you know, Ryan Pace isn't pointing at that and saying, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I was a big part of that as well and all that stuff. I think last Sunday against the Giants um, was really interesting, kind of the biggest indictment on Ryan Pace's career. He had Mike Glennon, who he gave all that money to, Andy Dalton, who he gave all that money to, they were starting the game, and then he had Nick Foles on the bench, who he gave all that money to. So yeah, he's he's taking some big, you know, swings and misses. But who knows? I mean, you're very right. We could be in a situation where we, the Bears could fire him, and then we look at Justin Fields three to four years now, and he's you know a Pro Bowler and a true franchise quarterback. Yeah. Um... I, I just don't see a scenario that would make sense to me where you would keep Brian Pace and put him in some sort of different role with the front office. I know some have floated that idea out there, and it is the Bears, so I wouldn't put it past them. But I don't know why anybody would do that. I don't know why they would decide to be like, hey, Ryan, you're going to stay with us, but you're going to be – how awkward would that be for a new general manager or if they you know, decide to create like a football operations head and then a general manager and an assistant general manager, whatever they decide to do. How soon do you think we're going to hear from George and Ted? Do you think it's a Monday or Tuesday where we get some answers? Oh, man, yeah. Well, to your first point, I mean, I agree. It's, it's kind of odd. Like why would you – "Quote unquote," promote him when it's really you know not a promotion. It'd almost be like you know, hey, we kind of feel bad. Just want you to stay around right. for another year or two because they do. I mean, they do like Ryan Pace. They they really do like him as a person, his family. But I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. And what coach would want to come into that situation unless he's got a connection to Ryan Pace? And really, you know, the only one there is, is Sean Payton, and I don't think that's going to happen because you have to give up draft picks and and make a trade for him. So. Yeah, you know, that part, I don't know, it wouldn't make um, much sense at all. But in terms of, of listening, you know, and when they're going to have the press conference, man, I have no idea. I, I think it was last year, wasn't it, like five or six days after the season started or something like that? It was. They usually do them, their end of season press conferences, the day or two after, you know, by that Wednesday. Last yeah. year, I think it was like later, I think it was even the last week, of the, you know, the following week of the season. I think this year... Um, I'll say, you know, let's go like Wednesday or Thursday. We'll probably hear because I do think they'll announce the Maggie firing on Monday. And then if Pace is fired, probably right after that. I think the latest they'd announce Pace is probably Tuesday because they really want to get the ball rolling. There's going to be, you know, we, we looked at it, you know, uh, probably a month ago you'd look at it and you say two to three teams for sure are going to have, you know, head coach openings. I think, you know, Denver could be looking at firing Vic Fangio. I think uh, Mike Zimmer's job is in jeopardy. And I think Joe Judge, you know, even that report that said he's 
<laughs> he's safe. I think his last couple of weeks, he's kind of uh, gone the opposite direction. So there's some more competition with, with finding a head coach and, and potentially a GM as well. Are you buying any of the uh, Jim Harbaugh buzz, or you think it's his agent publicly negotiating? Um, I, I do think you know, a little bit of both, I'll say this. I, I'll say I think it's his agent putting it all out there. Um, I do think, you know, they are trying to negotiate, and, and rightfully so. Look what Mel Tucker got at, at Michigan State. And as bad as Harbaugh, you know, he hasn't been great at Michigan, but he's been a little more accomplished so far. And, you know, someone like Ryan Day probably did the same thing, you know, especially at Ohio State where they've won how many, like two or three Big Ten titles under Ryan Day and made it to the college playoff. But I do think Harbaugh would be interested in a couple jobs, and he's got the connection to Las Vegas, um, you know, having coached there to start his NFL career um, when they were in Oakland, and now he's got the connection to Chicago, and the McCaskey family loves him. I think he's going to listen to the offers. I think he's going to listen to the opportunities. I don't think money will be the big thing for him. I think he's got to look overall at Michigan. I truly think this is probably the peak for Michigan right now, and that's nothing against the program, but you're not beating Alabama. You're not beating Georgia. Um, you know, it's very rare they beat Ohio State. So how much better can they actually get, especially having to out-recruit these, you know, big programs? Then you look, someone like USC is coming in with Lincoln Riley now. They're going to be a national powerhouse again. I don't know. I, it wouldn't shock me if he stayed, but I also wouldn't really be surprised if he took an NFL job. And, you know, I look at um, Las Vegas, Chicago as the two. I, I think if the Bears called, He'd, he'd definitely answer. I, I don't know if he'd take me. He'd definitely answer. So Justin Fields has uh, essentially been ruled out for Sunday. It's going to be Andy Dalton starting against Minnesota, which uh, not that there was a whole a ton of excitement around this season finale, but when Fields does play, it elevates the uh, the interest, I think, for all of us. But uh, what are you watching for? In this? I mean, you, you watch, you're going to watch the games either way. You, you cover the team, but like, I thought Travis Gimson had a nice game against the Giants. He's been maybe a nice little find that could be a part of the future. Um, what are some storylines, things that you might be watching in the season finale? Yeah, so unfortunately, you can you know you got to cross off the Justin Fields one. Um, I think you cross off Robert Quinn maybe winning the the NFL sack title because TJ Watt just, you know, had a monster game against Cleveland. I would look at the youth again um, with Jakeem Grant going on IR. I think Daz Newsom's a guy you look at, especially on punt returns, because they're going to have to do some evaluating, um, you know, with some of these younger guys. Thomas Graham really didn't get a lot of reps last week. Um, Tevin Jenkins, I think, he only played seven snaps, and it took him like the fourth series of the second half to get in. I think the younger guys will be the main focus point. Look at the two tackles, Borum and Jenkins, if they both play. Um, how they how they play on, on the respected side. And then, you know, one I kind of want to see, and, and I love David Montgomery, I kind of want to see a 50-50 split at running back. I want to see more of Khalil Herbert. Give him some more reps going into next year. Because I think it could be a fine one-two punch, and then you're also kind of you know taking the workload off of Montgomery to kind of maybe save him a little more in his career. Because, you know, running backs just don't have the shelf life as long as they used to. So, yeah, I look at that. Um, Another intriguing one, will, will Darnell Mooney get to um, 1,000 receiving yards? That'll be someone to keep an eye on. And then, you know, Jalen Johnson matching up against Justin Jefferson. We didn't get to see that a couple weeks ago because Johnson was on the COVID list a couple days before the game. And, and you know, Johnson's had to go up against Devontae Adams twice, and now he'll get to go up against uh, Justin Jefferson. He says it's not going to be a measuring stick. For me, I'm looking at it, okay, you want to be a shutdown corner? This is your opportunity here. Go out and see if you can slow down. 
um, this Vikings passing attack. But there's still some intriguing storylines. It just doesn't have that pop, you know, with, with Justin Fields if he were to play. Yeah, the the real uh, the real uh, excitement, if you want to call it that, will be after the game and. You know, we'll start to learn more about the direction of the Chicago Bears. But he's Zach Pearson. Be uh, sure to read his stuff at bearreport.com. Follow him on Twitter at Zach underscore Pearson. Zach, I appreciate all season uh, you jumping on with me, and I'm sure we're going to have lots to talk about this offseason. So I'll be in touch, and uh, thanks a bunch for joining me on the podcast. Anytime. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, stay warm out there. It's pretty dang cold. <laughs> me too, Zach. That is episode 27 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thanks again to Zach for joining me. Thanks to Ernie Scatton and Brian Altimer for their help producing the podcast as well. One game to go and then some big decisions that Hallis Hall should know about the future of this team, who's leading this team over the uh, next few days. Maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday, we'll hear from George and Ted and they can sort some things out that uh, we've all been wondering for a while. Now, will Matt Nagy be back? Will Ryan Pace be back? Uh, we should have those answers soon. Appreciate you listening and be on the lookout for a post-game pod on Sunday. I'm Kevin Powell. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast.